Drake Digital with Drake West and Sid in the morning and the afternoon. Hear all the shows at drakehallmemphis.com. Yes, indeed. Here we are. It's Wednesday. It's the 26th of April. It's Drake Digital sans Drake once again. It's uh, Wes, uh, that's me, and uh, Sid over there. Hey. Hey. We could trade names for a day if you want. I'm sure that would not be confusing <laughs> to me at all in particular. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Nobody cares. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. We're, we're just, we're, we're fine voices on the radio just trying to uh, keep you entertained and informed. And we're going to start with probably what a lot of places are starting with, the uh, death of Harry Belafonte, an actor, a singer, and a big civil rights icon back in the day. Yeah, he, he passed away the other day at 96 years old. Uh, the New York Times confirmed that uh, he died in his Upper West Side home, heart failure, and age. I mean, 96. That's 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 great, though. Yeah, well, congestive I mean, heart failure will 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 get a lot of people, but 96 is yeah. He got his voice was just awesome. Yep, yeah, he love is, his voice. He he. Um, made the uh, Calypso song Deo, the banana boat song. I thought about playing yeah. it, but everyone knows it. It's the one that goes Deo, da 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 If you don't know it, uh, the only question is, why haven't you watched Beetlejuice? That's exactly what my brain went to, and I didn't know it was called the banana boat song, if that's even the title. I never even knew what it was called, ever. That's the parenthetical <laughs> title. It's Deo, parentheses, the banana boat song, from the 1956 album that he made called Calypso, and that turns out was the first full-length LP to sell more than one million copies. Oh, wow, cool. Yep, 31 weeks at number one during its release, 99 weeks total on the chart. So, yeah, he hit on something right there uh, pretty well. And he acted, he was in Bright Road, he was in Islands in the Sun, which was groundbreaking, and many, many more. And very active in civil rights, too. Mm-hmm. He had a uh, was a close confidant to Martin Luther King Jr., helped finance Freedom Riders. He was in the Navy and served in World War II, so... He was also one of the architects behind We Are the World and was uh, participated in Live Aid. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. He kept his activism up for a real long time. So rest in peace, Mr. Belafonte. You have certainly deserved it. Yes, and accomplished so many things. I didn't realize a Tony Award in 54. Mm-hmm. And in 59, the first black actor to win an Emmy for the TV special Tonight with Harry Belafonte. And in 57, the... Uh, Oh, in in 57, the the film you mentioned, Island in the Sun, was banned in a lot of southern cities where theater owners were threatened by the KKK due to the film's uh, interracial romance between Belafonte and Joan Fontaine. And I've never seen that. I'm going to have to see that now. I've never seen the film. Well, like I said, groundbreaking. So So there we go. And uh, the world does continue to move on, but we have to... uh, have to acknowledge the greats uh, at, yeah. this, at times like this. You've yeah. got a story about another actor or comedian who is uh, also suffering. We'll just get this all out of the way at once. How about that? Uh, so from Parkinson's. Yes, and if my internet would work right, but it's, you know who Richard Lewis is. Heard of him, yeah. Yeah, you you if you saw his face, you would know who he is. He has, he has announced or let the world know that he has Parkinson's. Now he has, of course, this isn't going to come up for me, but it's okay. I read it the other day. He's, he's, he kind of made a statement say, saying, Hey, Oh, here it is. He's 75. He was the curb your enthusiasm star. Oh Um, yeah. 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 You know? Okay. okay, Remember? So he, he was known for like wearing all black and 
exploring neurosis on stage and he's he's kind of got longish hair and he he doesn't really slick it back but it kind of if you saw his face you would know so he says for the last three and a half years actually I've had sort of a rocky time adding that he had suffered with back pain had shoulder and hip replacement surgeries who knew he didn't announce he never told anybody that or the public I guess he also got a brain scan because he was shuffling his feet when he walked so doctors mm. diagnosed him with Parkinson's. He says, luckily I got it late in life. They say you progress very slowly, if at all, and I'm on the right med, so I'm cool. I'm finished with stand-up. I'm just focusing on writing and acting. So he'll still be writing and acting. He was, he was also in uh, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, Leaving <laughs> Las Vegas, and Vamps, and some TV, some TV shows and stuff. So if you, you, if you saw his face, Wesley, you would sure. know who Richard Lewis is. But so... Sad news, but, you know, it's like, it's, God, it's like every day or every other day we're getting, you know, people are getting older, they're getting, things are happening. Yeah, it, it, it's the uh, old, you know, the old trope, the number of people who are older than you never goes up. Yeah. So, yep. <laughs> this keeps happening. <laughs> yep. And it happened to Eddie Van Halen a couple of years ago, but mm-hmm. I'm using that as a bridge to get to this. Michael Anthony former bassist of Van Halen, if you don't know, he's confirmed plans are in motion to start digging into Eddie Van Halen's 5150 Studio Music Archives. Ooh, goody. Can you imagine all of <laughs> well, the stuff that is in Woo. there? Yeah, you know, Prince and Jimi Hendrix might have had a little bit more in their vault than Eddie Van Halen, or maybe not. I, I don't. <laughs> maybe not, yeah. yeah. But Michael Anthony was talking with Sirius XM on the uh, Eddie Trunk show, and he said that plans are 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 in motion to start finally exploring what what is all in there. And he says they're starting a bunch of the reissue stuff with the Sammy Hagar years and all of those albums. And the first one that will come out, he says, is going to be right here, right now, the live album that they did back in '92. So he says they're digging into stuff. There's a lot more stuff, he says. That's the quote. A lot more stuff at Eddie's 5150 studio. And uh, Wolfie or Alex are going to start going through there and seeing what there is. There's a ton of stuff, says Michael Anthony. And I can't wait until we maybe start hearing some stuff from it. That'll be really exciting. That is- I guess it would just strictly be up to to Alex and uh, and, and, and Wolfgang. Um, like you said, I, I don't. I don't know if anybody else. I mean, I guess that would be. I wonder who yeah. he left. You know, everything to. I mean, he had well, a wife, and then there was Valerie, his first wife, and Wolfie, and Alex. I don't. Yeah, but that'll be so, exciting. There's got to be tons. Sure. So, but yeah, you're right though. There's certainly some kind of estate that is going to be in charge of this thing, and they'll they'll want, I imagine, to you know put stuff out just well for the legacy and well. The income might figure into that just a little bit, I think. Yeah, well, yeah. Possibly. They, they, yeah, I mean, you know, they, they've got a lot, but like, I want you, then, but then it makes you wonder, because they seem like such a nice family. I don't know them, but that maybe some of it would go toward, like, the sales of, if they, you know, if they did, if they sold some stuff, that it would go toward some kind of cancer research or something well, i don't know maybe so and that's I mean, always a one of his of one of his uh, guitars i think the one he used for hot for teacher just went up for auction for something like oh, that yeah. so they they've been involved in that already so yeah maybe they will continue with that i just the fans of van halen of which are legion are just going to want to hear more stuff from eddie van halen so that yes, could be definitely. coming out looking forward very to cool that. 
If you have Paramount Plus, there's a show that you're going to want to see. It's called Family Legacy. This, okay. The trailer is out for this. It is described as an intimate five-episode docu-series capture, capturing musicians through the lens of their kids. Huh. Yes. Okay. This is like the <laughs> cradle-to-stage show that Dave Grohl put together, or his mom put together. But it'll be from the kids' perspectives of their adult musician parents instead of their mom's perspective from of their adult kid musicians. That's really cool, though. Right. And they've got a bunch of them lined up. The first one, I think, is going to be Sammy Hagar and his kid. And then there's going to be the Backstreet's Boys, Brian Littrell, uh, NSYNC, Joy Faton. Melissa Etheridge is going to be featured on this thing. Uh, Chili from TLC. Sean Diddy Combs. Brandy. Yeah, and the family of Lincoln Park frontman Chester Bennington are all going to be part of this show. Family Legacy is what it's called. Uh, Quincy Brown and others are going to be narrating this thing. It, it, I haven't even seen the trailer yet, but I know I'm, I'm going to be wanting to sit down and check this out. It sounds just great. I love this kind of family insight into uh, the, the these famous people. The one that I mentioned, uh, Cradle to Stage, hearing what the moms had to say and the other, like the siblings of very famous rock stars and, and country music stars, had to say about the big star of the family was really enlightening. And it reminds you that they're still really just people when you get down to it. Yeah, yeah. I haven't even seen that. Oh, it's on Amazon Prime. So you it's can on see Amazon it. Prime. Okay, I have to watch that. But no, I'm totally into it. And even if it's a little scripted, which it will be, oh, I, yeah, I you know, so. but still, it's that would be cool. I did see, now, Sammy Hagar is one, I will say, who puts a lot on social media. And, I mean, when he got a new tattoo, uh, he put something on there about how he presented it to his wife because it, it was it was for her about her about their marriage about their love whatever and it's he just seems so down to earth because he'll just go on there and just put the camera on himself and just start talking and his son no or he had a birthday recently or his son had a birthday one or the other mm -hmm. and it showed them showed his son like get off a plane or something and like he was going to visit him and he, you know his other grown son i don't know how many kids he has but you know and he offered him you know obviously some of a shot of what you know his tequila or whatever and he's like no 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 As he does. so i guess the son doesn't drink and it just was very personal and very cool to see things like that of people that we yeah that you wouldn't otherwise know because they're stars it's i'm yeah i'm one way into that too Oh, well, I'll totally watch this. So, Family Legacy, does it say what uh, it's on, service it's going to be? It's going to be on Paramount+. Plus. The first show premiered yesterday, and then today it's going to be out in the U.K. and other places as well. So I'll if you're listening in Australia, you have to wait until April 29th. So sorry, Australia. Well, that's Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that long. All right, cool. there we go. So we're going to uh, get some more tunes played, and uh, we've got Music Fest tickets. We have more of those. We've got a set of those to yes. give away later on today, so get ready for that, and uh, be ready to be ready to jump when I tell you to jump. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, otherwise, uh, when was the last time you spared a thought for Belgium? We've got uh, two stories from over there that lead us to England, and uh, that is all on the way. So stick around. This is Drake Digital. 
That's right, and here we are uh, without Drake. It is Drake Digital still, but it is uh, just Wes and Sid here for your uh, Wednesday morning. Hope it's going great so far, or that your whole day has gone well if you you know, are listening to this sometime you know, when this moon is up again. or Yes. You know, last Next week. <laughs> I almost said last week. Good luck listening to this last week. Exactly. I don't know how that works, Wesley. <laughs> if we Unless you go in a black hole. Out. If we could right. figure that out. Okay. <laughs> we would be right. All right. So, yeah, I teased. Uh, we've got some stories from Belgium. I just saw a short video on its history last night. And it's like oh. the... Yeah, it's like the little brother or of, uh, of France and Germany and the Netherlands all at the same time. And it's wedged. I didn't think of that. Yeah, it's wedged right between there. I could. It, it, its history comes out of the Napoleonic Wars, and we don't need to get into the whole thing here. What we do need to know for your story on it is that I guess they take the idea of champagne pretty seriously. Uh, apparently they do. Because the guardians of Champagne don't want to let anybody take the name of the bubbly, bubbly beverage in vain. So I don't know if you remember this. I don't know if, if, if anybody is listening who drinks or drank Miller High Life. No clue that it used to be called, or it has been always, for a long time, the Champagne of Beers. That's their slogan. Oh, you know. Did you, I, I did rem- you remember that? Do you remember I remember that? a... a- Something about the history of that in maybe some some marketing class I took when Reagan was president. Uh, ah, <laughs> that, how they that they changed perceptions because that was uh, like how they first marketed themselves. They were trying to be like the highfalutin beer. It's yeah, Miller the champagne so. of beers. It's the best stuff, and maybe that didn't work out for them so well. And then they they became all about the blue collar. You've worked hard. Now it's Miller time, kind of image. That's true. Well, and and I don't remember if well, yeah, you're right because that was for Miller High Life. I don't even know what Miller Light commercials are if they're if they have any kind of different thing. But yeah, you're right. I remember yeah, it's Miller time was the longest was the thing I always remember. Right. But they've called themselves the Champagne of Beers. for It's Molson Coors Beverage Company, which mm-hmm. owns the Miller High Life brand. Oh, yeah. They don't export to the EU, and Belgian customers declined to say who had ordered these beers. However, at the request of the trade body defending the interests of houses and growers of the northeastern French sparkling wine, that would be Champagne, mm-hmm. Belgian Customs decided to get this shipment and do away with it. Oh, like they, they just cr- dumped the beer? They crushed they crushed 2,352 cans of, oh, of Miller High Life beer. That, I know, was, they, oh, that was a wet thing to do. There's all, The beer had to go out somewhere. It doesn't sh- say how they did it. It just says they crushed a whole shipment of these cans on grounds that the century-old motto used by the American brewery infringes the protected designation of origin champagne. So there was the buyer, whoever was buying this shipment yes. in Germany, was informed, but they didn't argue with the decision. They oh, wow. they were like, you know, they, I don't know if they thought they didn't want to step on. T- I don't know. But the guy who founded the Miller Brewing Company is yeah. a German immigrant to the U.S., Frederick Miller. Uh, I didn't know it was founded in the 1850s. And, of course, the Miller High Life is the oldest brand uh, you know, it was launched sure. in, in 1903, but yeah, they just did away with, because they, they just, they're like, no, you are beer. not going to use the champ. Now there was a thing like 
there was some story we had recently about, I want to say Switzerland, and that some chocolate in Switzerland, some, oh, it's, oh, shoot. It's that triangular-shaped long bar, Toblerone, oh, I yeah. think. Oh, uh, yeah, I okay? think you're right, yeah. I think that, that, that there was something with that about they were moving the headquarters to the United States or something, so they could not say, they have to change it now. It can't say, like, Swiss chocolate. It has. It can't say they, something like, or they have to change of, the of logo Switzerland. Or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. it can't they, say, of Switzerland. They can't have the, the, the Swiss Alps on there, on the on the uh, picture of right. the chocolate bar or anything. So it's kind of reminded me of that. But, um, I mean, just... Uh, Poor so, Hans up uh, in Bonn somewhere, <laughs> waiting for that uh, shipment of Miller Highlight. You're in. You're a German in Germany. No offense to Miller High Life, but there's. Turns out there's a lot of good beer in Germany. Yeah. Um. It, hello. It's probably it's way better than ours. <laughs> now, but this. Yeah. It's way better than ours. Maybe he was having an American party uh, and wanted some authentic American beer. I don't know, that's, but that's they're very proud thing. of. Yeah, I mean, they're very proud of what they do. The managing director of the Comité Champagne said the destruction of the beers quote confirms the importance that the European Union attaches to designations of origin and rewards the determination of the champagne producers to protect their designation. Well, okay, thanks. By golly, Champagne people. So Champagne. <laughs> so there, there you go. Just what a good waste of Miller High Life. I, I don't even know I what it guess. tastes like. But anyway, <laughs> I don't <laughs> I know that like, I ever had one in my life. No, I, me I, neither. But, okay, so Belgians uh, taking champagne very seriously. Turns out they also like uh, seagulls. In oh. Depan, Belgium, it's a coastal town. That's where they speak more French and or Dutch than German. They organized the third European Seagull Screeching Championship. What the heck is that? <laughs> That's where a bunch of people come up on stage Maybe in costume, maybe not. The pictures were inconclusive. But about 50 people took part in this contest. Uh, some first-timers, some that had done this before. And there's a jury that sits and judges these people. And it awards, it says, 15 points for how well they imitated the seagull's sound and five points for their behavior. Oh, my So gosh. I guess the contestant, if someone leapt from the stage and grabbed a French fry right out of the hands of one of the judges, would have gotten more points right there. They say seagulls are often despised by the public. And, yeah, they got that right. Rats yeah. with wings is how they were described in Finding Nemo, and I don't think I've ever heard a more apt description of it right there they, they are cute though but yeah they're probably they're I, I, I don't i think they're cute. cute is never a word that's come to my mind when i've seen any depiction of a seagull you know, even mine, that mine, e mine, mine, mine. even that one <laughs> in the in the original little mermaid cartoon i never I thought even, it was cute so, but, that, so but they are but they in belgium are trying to change the image of the seagull they thought why not get more sympathy for these seagulls because they are part of the coast there is no coast without seagulls well he's not wrong except for the yeah. idea yeah so probably everywhere the winner by the way was a first time your uh, competitor named yarmo 
a 21-year-old architecture student. He won the crown for the best seagull sound. No word if he actually did jump from the stage to grab some food out of the hand of the judges or not, but that would have been a thing. So, yeah, seagulls, Belgium trying to turn the image around there, unlike the Blackpool Zoo in Lancashire, England. Oh. I just knocked over every empty bottle I had right at my right hand, so there's that sound effect just for fun. The seagull... Karma is coming after me, is what it is. Anyway, so Blackpool Zoo, uh, Zoo, Lancashire, England, they're trying to recruit a team of people to wear bird costumes and scare away nuisance seagulls. This guy, oh, Yarmo, who won the contest, should apply because obviously yeah. he's really good at this kind of thing. They put out the advertisement that the, the people there said the birds have been persistently stealing food from visitors and from the animal enclosures. They said that that's the, their job. Well, that that's what they do. But no one likes that. Uh, of course <laughs> so, not. <laughs> yeah, if you get this job, you'll join the visitor service team as a seagull deterrent and taking on the role they say would need to be. Uh, you'd have to be outgoing. You'd have to be comfortable wearing a bird costume. I guess. Uh, yeah, it, I wonder what the pay is. It doesn't. It doesn't mention what the pay is whatsoever. Uh, I would inquire about that before like moving over to England to apply for this job. Uh, they say that uh, it goes without saying because we're a zoo, we all love animals, but uh, we're not short of seagulls. Okay, they're a bit of a nuisance, and they're stealing stuff, and it makes people you know less chill. So that's not actually a quote, but that's kind of the idea. So <laughs> yeah. So yeah. You know, if if you are looking for a job in England, maybe you could move to Lincolnshire to Blackpool Zoo and become a seagull deterrent. Seagull deterrents and rat czars in New York and kids in some other countries who were shooting, what, like air rifles at feral cats? Well, I mean, yeah, that was New Zealand. They canceled golly. that New contest. Zealand, yeah. New Zealand. So, hey. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Good That's time. crazy. Good times I, for nuisance animals. What? There's some commercial that, what is it for? Some woman is sitting, I guess, on a beach, and she she sees a seagull or a gulls fly by. Oh, the eagles of the sea. No, they're not, lady. No, they're not. It might be for a Have show. another Mai It might be tie. for some comedy. Exactly. It might, I don't know what it's for. I just, that 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 just came to mind. I don't know. Oh, geez. So. Seagull determines. All right, well, that was a fun distraction, I guess, for a while. <laughs> Uh, we're going to keep being distracting, I think, this whole time. And uh, We've got Music Good Fest idea. passes on the way, three-day passes, pairs of those coming up, and uh, we'll get to exactly how to do that, well, when it's time. On the way next, though, uh, let's see. Pepsi thinks the fourth time is the charm. There's an IKEA philosophy about cars that's uh, being tried out, and, well, one more reason to be scared of sledgehammers. That's on the way. <laughs> okay. This is Drake Digital. <laughs> All right, here we are, Drake Digital. No Drake, it's Wes and it's Sid. And we were talking while the music was playing and she reminded me of a thing that, I'm sorry, I, I, it just doesn't pop into my head. The Grizzlies <laughs> are yes. playing tonight and a lot is on the line as it turns out. What's up? Game five, they're here. It's at 6.30. If you stayed up till midnight on Monday like I did, watching the nail-biter uh, let's see. There was a there was another nut punch. There was uh, uh, a, Is that a the hand. Term? Uh, I made it up. Uh, okay. Let's see. I actually made a thing. I actually posted about the game on Facebook because I was so 
I said, <laughs> a nut-hitting, sweaty, hand-hurting, fast-paced, nail-biting, morant-jumping, LeBron-falling, overtime, fight till the end, edge-of-your-seat, bummer loss. Nice headline, Sid. Good job. Thank you. Thank Full you. marks Thank you. on that. I was like, I was like, this is just, it was back and forth. It was... It, they were ahead, then they weren't, then they were ahead, then they weren't. They could not make some shots, and you're like, oh, my God. And But the defense was awesome, and they played so hard. And then, of course, uh, Ja is just – that hand, that 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 hand, his right hand has been hurt, so it's been t- wrapped up. It's it's a muscle or a tendon thing. It's, it's not a bone thing, or right. else he would not be playing. But, you know, he he – now, Wesley, you don't know this because you you're, you just don't know. But this guy <laughs> is such an acrobat. Right. He practices falling. Oh, he okay. He literally, that's, like – But that's smart. Yes. Yes. He practices falling because he jumps so high and he does so much and he just trick shots his butt off that he – falls a ton and so you have to practice falling the right way so you get hurt and break something right right? so he really does and it was it really was a good game and i was like oh my god i'm feeling for the grizzlies you know (laughs) but so so uh, game five tonight they have to win these last three which i i I don't want to not have faith but it's i mean well you know with the players who've been out and just the lakers are they're just oh my god they're tough to beat. They're so, tough to beat. So I'm stressed. But anyway, so go Grizz. Is it is it here or is it out there? It's here at the Forum. It's at okay. the Forum at 6.30. Yeah. So okay. big crowds, big good juju, good vibes. Come on, Grizz. There we go. You're, you're <laughs> just off Beale Street. Uh, someone can work some, some mojo there that way, I'm sure. There you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, we had other things to talk about, I think, too. Uh, I think I forgot. No, I have a list. It's fine. Uh Pepsi, fourth time is the charm, they think. They're they're trying to still chip away at the, what Coke has. Yes, and this is, I, you know, probably since the beginning of time, Pepsi and Coke have been at each other's throats to come yeah. up with the most taste. You should have seen Excuse the me. wars in Mesopotamia. It was, yeah. they were <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. The most tasty, the best, the best-selling, though. This is going to get them this time. Most spectacular, five-star, you know, drink. And I don't know what people's obsession is with lemon lime drinks i mean i i guess it's good for like vodka and sprite or something i don't know but um but pepsi is going after sprite once again to try to come up with something that maybe will dominate and make some money yeah uh uh the what's what's the 70 I was just saying, what's the plan this time? So a lemon-lime drink with vodka in the can right there? It should be. Well, let me give you a little background. Okay. Uh, uh, 75% of U.S. US soda sales is lemon-lime soda. And Coca-Cola, 75%. Is is, is something lemon-lime of all sodas? Is something lemon-lime in the United States. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it's it's all Sprite. They they dominate. So Pepsi first tried this, and I don't remember the first one. I kind of remember the names. I remember the second one. I remember the, see if you remember. Well, we don't because we weren't born yet. But Pepsi first tried this with something called Team, T-E-E-M, in the 50s. You're right. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Then it introduced Slice in 1984. I vaguely kinda, remember that. That sounds kind of familiar, yeah. Even though I'm not a soda drinker. And then we all have heard of Sierra Mist. That came yeah. about in 1999. 
And that, I think, was kind of the closest thing to people liked it and whatever. But they're still in fight with Coke about trying to come up with the best lemon lime thing. So I actually, after seeing the story, I thought, oh, I've already seen commercials for Starry. Starry? Starry. Pepsi's rival for Sprite is called Starry. Well, I guess they'll be packed close together (laughs) alphabetically, so there's that. So is Sierra Mist, though, so far as that goes. See, I don't know how. That's the interesting thing about, like, sodas and beers in stores, because there are so many. And how do you determine, or who determines, what is placed where? Because if it's down low, you're not going to see it. If it's eye level, that's what you're buying. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a a good old friend of mine who has been working in the groceries business for Ah. a long, long time. I've never really asked him that in particular, but there's the vendors get a section of shelf space and they might be able to have influence on positioning of things in their space. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I can't remember. I read it somewhere. I don't know, though. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, so Coke has already responded to the story Have that they? is that pepsi has is putting out to the with the limited edition summer flavor sprite lemonade strawberry lemonade is spelled with a y okay I, that's annoying <laughs> that is annoying although that sounds kind of good especially with vodka anyway story is having a mixed reception I don't, I don't know when it came out i've only just seen commercials for this but some think it's a better better than sierra mist while harsher soda critics go to the trouble of recording themselves pouring it out. Okay. Okay, so yeah, what a statement hate. to make. But anyway, the the street, whatever the street is, I guess there's some kind of outlet, uh, says there's already been requests that Starry's Lemon Lime uh, be accompanied by new flavors like Tropical or Cherry. So, of course, well, there's going to be some people like, you're going to have to you know fancy it up if you're gonna go against sprite but One step at a time. i don't i'm not a soda drinker so i don't i just you know but so look for starry in your stores that, that <laughs> or you'll see it maybe not look for it but you'll see it that percentage you cited i'm just stuck on so i know of all of the soda sales of every kind of soda in the u.s 75 percent of them are something lemon lime this says coca-cola's clear soda both regular and diet which is Sprite, right. claims 75% of U.S. lemon-lime soda sales. Oh, okay. All right. So of lemon-lime-flavored drinks. Yes, yes. Right. Yes. Okay. I said that, okay. but yeah, you didn't catch. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I. Don't okay. you mess with real Coke. No. <laughs> um, yeah, See, the lemon-lime. I, I, I couldn't Yeah, I couldn't get my head around that many people wanting any kind of uh, lemon-lime drink all I the know. time. I know. I, I had a roommate who would drink like a two-liter of Coke probably every day yeah no i bet you and i wonder what the ratio of coke sales is to pepsi sales i've i i i mean if i ever drank it which was very rare i liked pepsi better because it just didn't seem as fizzy it didn't seem as harsh it's sweeter as so yeah it's sweeter but it just didn't seem as bubbly or caffeinated i mean not caffeinated it didn't seem as uh What's the word? Bubbly. I don't know. Anyway, ah, I just, well. but I'm not really a big soda fan. Oh, that's fine. God, that's good. Not having sodas is a great way to not add extra weight onto your body, turns there out. There you so, go. Yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of sugar in all of those. Yeah. All right. This is the other thing that I teased. The, uh, the Ikea, it says, Swedish car that comes to your home in parts. 
What? It's not manufactured by no IKEA. Way. Let's clear that out right away. But that's that's the principle. It also doesn't actually come to your home, which, as Drake has pointed out many times, the people that write the story don't actually write the headline, but the headline gets your ah. attention, and it sure did mine. But I can still imagine that this is actually, I guess, fairly smart. And if the company that makes this car is called Lovely. They're out of Sweden. And okay. what, they, what they're doing is an effort to reduce how much it costs to ship cars from manufacture to you know, point of sale. And this is a small, tiny, tiny electric car. They, the starting price is 10,000 euros in, in Sweden. Okay. So inexpensive car and very small. It's a two-seater. It has some reasonable trunk space. The picture of it looks like like some kind of electric car that you would see in a comic book from the 1950s depicting time. Like teeny and, tiny? Yeah. Yeah, yeah quite. Yeah, yeah. It's designed just for urban use, so it's very small, and it's really agile, the story says. Occupies a minimal amount of space, has little, consumes little energy, but the that's designed to have a, as much interior as it can. But the big thing that caught my eye is that they don't... S- put the cars together at the factory they <laughs> they they are manufactured in pieces and the pieces are gathered up and then sent to their destination which i guess is the car lot the dealer or something like that or some place uh, in another town what it means though is that the shipments can be used more economically so in a container that would have a capacity for just four cars even that small they can mm-hmm. fit the parts for 20 of them Oh, oh, yeah, of course. See, yeah, so you see. see what they're see, doing yeah. there. They're, they're saving yeah. money on, on that, and they will have different regional factories in charge of putting them together once they get there. So the factories put them together, not you put it together when you right. buy it. You are not going to get a big <laughs> because... crate full of metal and rubber and wires and some instructions in it that don't have any words, just a round guy kind of pointing to things with arrows going here and there and that sort of thing. Darn it, because that would be right up Drake's alley. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> you know, you know, kit cars uh... do exist. They've had kit cars for decades that, that God, people... That would you know, do put together themselves. There's yeah, magazines yeah. on mean, that. Yeah. It used to be. But that's, you know, that, that's not their idea here. Uh, but they say these cars weigh about 840 pounds. Huh. So there's, there's, there's story of, of cars like this in Amsterdam that people, when they're out late and just drunk and rowdy, will just pick them up and throw them in the canals. So <laughs> maybe a good <laughs> lock for it, too. Wow, they say yeah. though it like they say it's for urban use so it's not for going driving from say Helsinki to Berlin or you know, Dyersburg to the, LA. Yeah. You're not getting on 240 and speeding. Right, exactly. You're not <laughs> because it says it can reach speeds of up to 55 miles per hour. Ah. Which so it's like a modified go-kart. Uh, you know with a <laughs> with roof a, with, and a with, truck with windows and, and a roof. And you yeah. made, except it doesn't run on gas. It runs on it's it's got a 6.4 kilowatt battery that is divided it says into two removable modules each weighing about 30 something pounds. So the idea is that you can take one of those out, charge it and still drive around on the other one. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, so when that can, one dies, you just switch it out. Yeah, you can always have a battery hmm. getting charged. So that that. Okay. But the idea, you're right. Of just, I can picture Drake at the edge of his, his garage <laughs> out there, looking at this giant 
crate full of parts uh, with yep. a full color instruction manual in his hand that has no words. It's just pictures of yep. tires and rods and engine parts all together. Uh, with with his with his can of Michelob Ultra and going, Honey, can you come help? <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough of this. I'm going inside. All right. And uh, one <laughs> nice. more thing here before we take another break. The sledgehammers are being recalled after injuring oh. people in the face, apparently on accident. God. Oh, oh I hope so on accident. <laughs> well, but, you know, I mean, well, if you're, not for the company. But. If you're swinging a sledgehammer at someone in the face on purpose, you really want them to get injured from it. But uh, the uh, it turns out that these are these face damaging sledgehammers are being recalled because, well, the head is coming off from the handful, oh, and that's bad. Uh, DeWalt Stanley Craftsman sledgehammers are among the models being recalled. So, seriously, if you if you have a sledgehammer from one of these people, you're going to uh, want to investigate if yours is actually one of the ones that's being recalled because the head might slip off, hit you in the face, and kill you. That, that is would be not bad. good at all. No, two point two million. Those things are way heavy. Oh yeah, that, that's the whole point. Two point two million are going to be. Uh, recall because they can loosen prematurely and detach unexpectedly they say during oh, use when would you expect them to detach i know right what circumstances <laughs> Wait, would wh- make honey, you expect <laughs> hold my beer oh on my it. god I know. <laughs> so what what brands because those sound like very uh, reputable reputable yeah. brands dewalt and stanley and craftsman those are the those? big names there Golly. seem to be more there are 25 various models that are impacted by the recall oh, no. they've gotten 192 reports of sledgehammers detaching so Gosh. yeah serious injuries to the head and the face the uh, Consumer Protection and Safety Commission says users should immediately stop using these sledgehammers. You think? Thanks for that. <laughs> really? And no, I can't super glue it back. You can get a you can get a, <laughs> uh, a refund for them. You can go to their uh, some of the websites and ask for them. If you want the fullest amount, I'm not going to try to run down all of them here because there's several. Yeah, but no. go to cpsc.gov and then look for the sledgehammer recall and everything you need is going to be right there. But man, that would be a way to ruin your day by having your sledgehammer come loose and hit you or someone else in the face. Or someone else. Oh my God. That's, that's, that's terrifying. That's, that's almost as bad as the dang two and maybe more, but I read about two steering wheels coming off of Tesla cars while there were people were driving, (laughs) while people were driving. They didn't screw them on. And that also reminds me, have you, this is a tangent, but have you heard of, I think this is on Netflix, the hatchet-wielding uh, hitchhiker? No, it sounds like some it. sort of creepypasta. You, you have to watch it. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's based on something true. It, yeah. is, it is something true. You well, have okay. to watch it, Wesley. Well, You're going to be like, right. what the heck did I just see? The hatchet-wielding <laughs> hitchhiker. hitchhiker. I think that's the, the whole title. It's something so just if you Google it on Netflix, you'll it'll come up. It's so weird. Uh, okay. <laughs> I uh, promise you, I promise it won't be a waste of your time. <laughs> so I, I have something else for my list now. Okay. Uh, on the on the way next uh, on the list, we've got um, some parrots are picking up a new habit, and I've got a rundown of the big movies coming this summer. And don't forget, we still have Music Fest tickets, so that is all on mm-hmm. the way. This is Drake Digital.
All right, here we are. It's uh, Wednesday, the 26th day of April, and I hope it's been great for you so far. I really, really do. And I'm sure I sound sincere, <laughs> but uh, no, I don't want people to have a bad day, so that's great. No, have a good day. Hey, we're halfway through. We're kind of halfway through the week. Sure, we'll take that. Uh, we So that's always a plus. Uh, that's about all I can think of but uh yeah well, that's you know hey it's any, better than monday or tuesday yeah any win is a good win yeah, and we'll have that so i hope your there week you is go. going well so far and hope you're able to talk to the people that you want to talk to and don't get lonely and can do video calls if you want to just like a habit that some parrots are picking up that sid has yeah i was going to ask you have you ever had or known anybody who had a parrot Yes, actually. Really? Uh, yeah, some people that I was friends with that I would do pirate stuff with with had uh, parrots. <laughs> Two different ones. So, uh, one yeah. would bring them to, they were very well trained, and she would bring them to any events and uh, let people oh, interact wow. with them. And some others just had them as pets. So yeah. uh, they're fascinating animals. I'm I glad know. I don't have any. And they live a really <laughs> long time. So if you're going to invest yeah. in a parrot, you're probably going to have it for the rest of your dang life. So you be prepared for that. Yeah, I think they're pretty smart. There, There's a neighbor who used to live next to us in our old neighborhood who had a parrot and it could talk. But it wasn't, I, when I think of, well, the picture in the story is like a green parrot with some blue and orange feathers and like an orange beak. Lovely there's so image. many different, I mean, there are 20 million-ish par- pet parrots in american homes says the story um i used to when you were a kid maybe you would dream of oh what kind of pet would i want my brother wanted a monkey i wanted a rabbit kids always want horses or you know whatever i yeah. wanted a parrot at you some point but i kind you know if, after any but you know you're a kid so you don't know you don't think about cleaning and feeding and oh, sure. whatever and, how and then it's a bird it in a cage so it, I, i'd rather be in a zoo now but in the wild they they live in large flocks but as pets they're usually in small groups so they're alone Mm -hmm. in their cage at your house for all day and you're at work or whatever well so these researchers got 18 parrots and they taught them because they're pretty smart i think they taught them how to use a tablet to make video calls to each other (laughs) so they taught them how to they had to ring a bell and they chose a picture of another parrot to start the call they they the calls would last a maximum of five minutes and they said that these parrots over three over the three-month study made about 147 calls to each other and they really seemed to understand and grasp that they were talking to playing with communicating with dealing with other parrots and they started to kind of display more social behavior like singing and preening and and i mean one of the one of the uh one of the researchers was really surprised that you could tell that they were they started all these different behaviors some would sing some would play around and go upside down others would want to show another bird their toys <laughs> so some parrot owner some parrot owners you know said their birds learned new skills from their friends during the calls i guess you could like volunteer for this thing like foraging and new vocalizations and stuff like that and they said that contact with other parrots left their birds happier and better behaved. And they said, researchers say that you know, some, some birds can uh, really have strong bonds with each other. And uh, I guess, I don't know if they 
had some macaws you know what a macaw is Mm -hmm, in these studies but they said like two two older like male macaws like became really good friends or whatever they ended up dancing and singing enthusiastically together through the screen and calling and it's like hi come here hello i mean whenever they would move out of the video frame they would call them back isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is great. I, Isn't that great, though? I, I, so they I talk love, to each other on I the just, calls. My, my mind started wondering, what are they talking about, though? You, know, you said they're showing off right. toys and they're you know, trading tips and so forth, but what are their conversations really right. like? This sucks. How do we get I out know. of here? <laughs> I'm working on something. Here? Hold on. I, I, know, yeah, I, know. I heard Fred I had know. some kind of idea. It turns out <laughs> if you, there's, there's a latch. There's some kind of thing they call the latch, and if you tip that up, then the, that door opens. we got to figure this out oh wait he's watching let's play with the toys (laughs) right but they say that like researchers say you know video calls uh definitely appeared to like improve their lives uh of course they they said they were they the birds were kind of choosy about to whom they responded but i guess (laughs) they they just to 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 just do this study i thought was kind of fascinating and just you know it 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 could or i don't mean unless you it said it talks about um, uh, made made lonely birds happier. Yeah, the interactions did well. Sure, in the study, but what are you going to do after it when they're not going to see a bird on the screen again unless you, you know, can set that up somehow? But I just thought it was hilarious because, like I said, I when I was a kid, I wanted a parrot. Yeah, and so anything about parrots, I'm like, ooh, I'm fascinated. See, there's, there's fascinated. This, that slight glint of parrot, uh, not parrot, of pirates <laughs> there somewhere in your yes. soul, or parrot could be both. That could be your Hi, spirit come animal. Here. I don't Hello. know. <laughs> right, right. Hello, hello. Get over here, you fuck face. No. <laughs> Sorry. Well, okay. So I knew any parrot you had would become the most foul-mouthed parrot ever. And I was oh, it would be right. my, it would be my brother's fault. It would uh, be my brother's sure, fault. Her, her. I know it would be. He sure, would do yeah. that to my parrot without me knowing. He would do he'd come over for Christmas or to return some key when he come comes over to take care of my cat when I'm out of town and he would probably go sneak over to the parrot's cage and teach it bad words. I know my brother. Anyway, that's what brothers are for. <laughs> okay. So, anyway. Oh, well, so long as you drop the F-bomb, we're going to move on to the Sorry. most anticipated Pardon. summer movies of 2023, awesome. as per uh, listed by the AV Club. And the first one on here is also, coincidentally, the first Marvel Cinematic user, uh, Universe film that is dropping an F-bomb. That's Guardians oh. of the Galaxy Volume 3. Oh, that is coming. It is uh, set to premiere May 5th. So that is coming up real soon. And it's the last one of of this group story. And it looks really, really big. It's open in some places in Europe and the reviews are just great. Some places call it the best Marvel movie since Endgame. So we'll see. I'll talk about that on my uh, Geeks Grading Geekdom podcast the week following or the Friday following that that comes out. So that's one of the, that's the first one on here, and it's going. It seems like in release order. So, uh, Fast Ten is coming out on May nineteenth. It's the next oh, one God. in the Fast and Furious uh, franchise. Uh, Ride or die is the tagline. So there have been ten of these, and they've come out. The wasn't the first one. Why? They were they were the they were stealing VCRs. That's how long it's been going on. I have no idea. I've never seen <laughs> trailers for them, and if I have, I forget it the second it's over. I don't know. I know that guy who was in some died, what, yeah. two years, three years ago? 
Is it Vin Diesel still? Yeah, Vin Diesel, who's also it, the voice. What of is Root it about? Why are there ten? Uh, it's struck a chord, so it, <laughs> oh it's, it keeps making money. The stars want to keep doing it, so that's fine. Next up, uh, coming up May twenty six, is the uh, live action Little Mermaid movie from okay. Disney with uh, Halle Bailey as the star, and just like every other live action remake of a Disney classic cartoon movie, I won't watch it. Me neither. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I they're just squeezing I, it too hard. The uh, I didn't the, the see the original Little Mermaid. Oh, it was really, really good. I probably would have if I have a, had a girl, but I have a boy, so I just never looked it, was, it up. It, it, it changed Disney's heard fortunes in a big way. Yeah. Uh, coming out May 26th, one I had not heard a thing about called The Machine, and it's got Bert Kreischer, uh, is that your name? How his I name is going? It's uh It's... Some kind of comedian, and it is based off of one of the stories that he tells. And it says that fans of The Hangover might really like this. So oh. there's that. That those are those are kind of funny. Well, those are kind of funny. So maybe this one will do it too. <laughs> Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. That's the second in the Spider-Verse movies. That's coming out on June second. It's animated. It features the Miles Morales Spider-Man and another world-ending threat and a lot of multiverse fun. So that the first one was spectacular. Uh, so I'm, I have high hopes for this one. So was so when you say the first one, like I'm used to the old school. What's his name as Spider-Man right. with what's her name and they're real people, not animated. Right. But then. This, what and that? What was that called? Just Spider Man? Uh, the yeah, Spider Man and Spider-Man two and three, and then right. there, there were the Far From the Homes name. and No Way oh, yeah, Home yeah. ones. And, and then, but then all of a sudden, it was animated, and my kid really liked it. Yeah, this is, and I know, and I think I did too because I watched it with him. And so is it like part two of that? Yeah, it's it's a follow up to that one. So okay, yeah, okay, cool. There's a horror movie called The Boogeyman that's supposed to be really good coming out on June 2nd. Uh, the Another Transformers movie is hitting on June 9th, Rise of the Beast, where they've, I guess, used up all of the regular Transformer toys as characters, so now they're moving on to the Transformers that were actually animal types and putting oh, them in a movie. That There's, might be kind of good. The, the Cars ones were awesome. Or the, you know, the, the ones, the... the People, the, the Transformers that turn right. back into cars. Oh, cool. Those were awesome, I thought. Okay. Um, you and I have different <laughs> opinions about them, but okay. that's just fine. Well, one of them that I saw was good. Bumblebee. There's, anyway. There's something called Strays, which is a mix of live action CGI. It's a comedy about, well, foul-mouthed dogs, apparently. Oh. Pixar has got something coming out in June, June 16th, called Elemental. I I've seen still shots of this, and it looks interesting, and it's kind of like the uh, one with the emotions, where each emotion was personified uh, by a character, oh, and this yeah. has element elements being personified, so we'll see how oh, that goes. That, yeah, the one you're talking about was really cute. Oh, yeah. Um, ooh, that sounds kind of good, Wesley. So All right. Com coming up June 16th is The Flash, that one with Ezra Miller. It's in DC... It feels like they're going to try to reboot a whole lot of what they've been doing and uh, let the multiverse just expand in their, their movies. We'll see. It does have Michael Keaton coming back as Batman Ooh, from awesome. a different universe and has been Affleck also in Batman from a 
alternate alternate universe. So we'll see how this goes. I'm just not a fan of Ezra Miller's uh, Flash. I like the guy on the TV show much, much better. But I had to look him up, and I don't know that I've ever seen him in anything because I haven't seen any Flash. Sure. Huh. Yeah, I don't know him. I haven't seen any Flash movies, but okay. That might be a hit, though. I, I, it, I'll go see it. That's, that's yeah. for sure. With those other actors, that that's huge. There's a Wes Anderson film called Asteroid City that's coming out on June 16. And another horror called The Blackening. I guess it's a horror. It's coming out June 16. And Indiana Jones, The Dial of Destiny, comes out on June 30th. I've seen the trailer. I'm not particularly impressed. Uh, this is one I think I'll have to wait until the opening weekend is done and hear what people have to say who went to see yeah. it. Yeah. Now, is Indiana, I mean, is Indiana Jones in it? Is Harrison Ford in yep. it? Yep. He is That's what I thought. First, okay. I love him. on the list. Getting, getting up there, but I love him. I don't know. I'd watch it just because it might be one of the, I don't want to jinx or say it, but it could be. Okay, I'm not going to say it. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, you know what I'm There's saying. another Mission Impossible movie coming on July 14th. The Barbie movie, of course, is coming July 21. There's a not-quite-biopic of Oppenheimer coming in July oh. that I've heard absolutely nothing about until I saw this list that might be really, really good. Hmm. Let's see, just running through the last few of these. The haunt, There's a Haunted Mansion adaptation that's coming up in July uh, the another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, an animated one called Mutant oh Mayhem, which looks really, really silly. Uh, <laughs> the Good Last the Voyage of the uh, Demeter comes out on August 11th, and The Equalizer 3 is coming out in September. And oh, uh, The Blue Beetle, another DC Comics hero movie oh. that the Blue Beetle character has a real long history going back to the golden age of comics and has been through a okay. lot of changes. This movie is supposed to be focused on the latest incarnation of it so okay. uh, i know nothing particularly about it so we'll see if it's good or not but there we go there's your movies plenty of them coming and apparently from the story we had yesterday plenty of uh, people going to the movies now these days so that speaks well for things and yeah hoping that it's good yeah lots All of different of stuff so that sounds good so so that's what's going on we've got uh, music fest tickets yet to give away so just stand by, as they say. Uh, on the way next, we've got <laughs> stories for babies. Oh, sorry. No, stories about babies, including oh, okay. a new doll, if there's going to be anyone uh, to play with dolls anymore. I'll tell you more about that in just a bit. This is Drake Digital. All right. Very good. Here we are. It's Wes and it's Sid. You'll notice that Drake is not here, uh, you or you have already if you've been listening. Uh, he is out, mm -hmm. but we've got it. It's still Drake Digital, and we've got all kinds of other things to talk about. And if that's not enough, we have Music Fest passes as well. Yeah, we yes, we do. We have th we have pairs of three day passes for this awesome. I cannot wait to see the park. I know that it's going to look really cool. So yeah. all the great bands though that you would expect. I mean, it's it's. I, I'm really. I I'll, I'll, I want to tough it and go. All three days. Well, sure. If I can hang, well, I really do. I just, I know you need to. You need to rest hang, up though. for Sunday night <laughs> because I know Sunday night you want to be there for Robert Plant and Allison oh, Krause yes. and see what they do yes, and lay eyes on definitely. him again from afar. And it'll be late Monday morning, but it'll be fine. <laughs> yep. We'll just plan for it. Just put up with me, That's and right. if I'm grouchy or if I suck or if I don't pay attention <laughs> or I doze off, then that's Robert Plant's fault. That's uh, well, just. <laughs> Just call it on him. That's fine. All right. We had some uh, baby and some toy stories, and you've got uh, what Barbie's latest move is. 
Yes, for years and years and years, girls have played with Barbies. There have been all different variations of Barbie. Mm, And uh, just, you know, parents are like, oh, my God. (laughs) Can there be just like Legos? Just like freaking yeah, Legos. You're, you're like, exactly please right. stop yes, making right. these money-making dollars for God's sake. Um, I, I never I did thought of have, it that I way, did, but yes, you're so right. Because, uh, well, I know because I had to, well, I probably bought fewer Lego, uh, fewer Lego. Um, sets? Whatchamacallit, sets than. Uh, Me? Than, than we received as presents. Oh, okay. For the boy, but so that that was that was very fortunate. But well, but Barbies, what I, know is I don't. My Lego I, sets that I got when I was growing up that I kept that my yeah. my son played with growing up and the sets that he received and got growing up that mm-hmm. he put together and played with are all in one gigantic box. So oh, if he ever wants yes. to claim his Legos, we're going to have uh. to get together, he and I, sit down and build everything <laughs> so that, that I keep mine, he keeps his, and we're all cool with it. And uh, oh, yeah. he can have mine after you know the breath has left my body. You are not going to even do that. We have some that we I tried to keep separate after he would build them, and he would meticulously build them and work on the one thing at a time for you know days or even if it took a long time in one day and i'm like oh my god you're done with that and it was really cool and i would try to keep them separate in and buy you know separate like snap on snap lid lid snap you know plastic boxes or whatever like the size of a shoe box but anyway i'm sure some some got mixed up but legos and barbies and i mean probably Two of the most popular toys ever. And now Barbie is launching another doll. This, I think, is really interesting and sweet. Launching its first doll representing a person with Down syndrome. Oh, wow. Okay. Isn't that cute? It's part of this year's Barbie Fashionistas lineup, whatever that is. I guess it's just some kind of new line or something. So they, Barbie, the brand, worked with the National Down Syndrome Society. And they helped brand they helped the brand sculpt the doll as as well as provide guidance on things like accessories so the doll features a new face shape and a body sculpt to be quote more illustrative of of women with down syndrome said mattel and um i didn't i don't know that i realized this the palms include a single line which is a characteristic associated with people with down syndrome Uh, the doll's pup, she has on a dress with uh, colors that represent their um, symbols and colors associated with Down syndrome awareness, um, butterflies and yellow and blue colors. And uh, she has a pink pendant necklace with, and I don't, I maybe have uh, noticed this before um, in just stories about Down syndrome, but it's it has three upward chevrons which represent the three copies of the 21st chromosome oh, the genetic okay. material so, that causes yeah, it. yeah exactly wow so yeah i didn't i, now, did, I had to look at the uh, the um pendant again in the story but yeah and then um they're like arrows the chevrons are arrows yeah. a symbol that unites the down syndrome community and are meant to represent the lucky few who have someone with down syndrome in their life and they she also comes with pink ankle foot orthotics because some Down syndrome uh, people use orthotics to support their feet and ankles. Yeah. 
So this is just, they, you know, they know that Barbie plays a huge role in, you know, a, a, a child's early experiences. And so they're dedicated, they say they're dedicated to try to do their part to, you know, counter any social stigma through play and just try to um, make different Barbies who are different and, but like, you know, kids out there. Right. So they can, so they can, so everybody can. uh, Kids are still kids and, you know, play and dolls have long been a well common thing. So. Sure, well, this is sure. great. Now, so now my, isn't uh, that sweet? I, I have a question. I don't know if it's answered in there or not. Is this going to be a specialty kind of line, or is it going to be in widespread distribution so it's easy to get? I mean, I think it's going to be forever. It, you know, they're trying to obviously encourage, you know, kids to play with dolls who look like themselves and who don't look like themselves. I mean, a, a, you know, doll play outside of a kid's own lived experience can teach understanding and build a greater sense of empathy, et cetera, et cetera. So I think this is going to be uh, their 1099. Okay, they're available in limit, limited quali- quantities online now. Mm-hmm. It says it's scheduled, though, to be sold in-store at major retailers okay, in the summer good. and so, fall. So, so I'm a- hope maybe it will be it, limited quantities now, but then scheduled to be in stores in summer and fall so hopefully it'll maybe they'll update the story and hopefully it'll just be an all the time thing i think it's great yeah that is that that really is indeed and let's hope there continue to be girls and kids that want to play with uh, dolls coming because this story says the millennial baby boom probably isn't going to happen There was some data from the Bank of America research. And in other news, Bank of America has their own research department. (laughs) (laughs) Over the past six weeks, they found, it turns out, though, that 11% of Americans were were trying to have a baby over the next year. And Libris increased a little over 3% from June of 2020 to June of 2021. Sales of pregnancy tests were on the rise. And that has sent people into a great... Uh, rejoicing thinking that okay this is great because there was a baby bust as it says the center for disease control and prevention said that earlier this year they found that the u.s birth rate fell by four percent from 2019 to 2020 that's Hmm. the biggest decline in a single year in about 50 years and also the lowest number of births since 1979 Golly. So, yeah, and that news had sent, uh, it says, demographers into a tizzy, worried that the trend <laughs> would result in a demographic uh, demographic crisis plagued by an aging population that isn't being replaced enough by young workers. Workers, <laughs> not people. About, yeah, they were worried about that. Yep. That's very yep. interesting. Thanks, CDC. Yep. Anyway, the, <laughs> they said that this kind of birth rate decline is typical during economic turmoil, especially coupled with a global health crisis, and they were wondering how long this is going to affect. So when this news from the Bank of America came out, they were you know, rejoicing, thinking this is great. It signals a potential millennial baby boom. But... There's a woman named Jennifer Skiuba. She's a demographer, and she's the author of this book, Eight Billion and Counting. And she sees a little more to this than what everyone else was seeing who was rejoicing. What she says is that, yeah, we're heading out of a baby bust. And so, yeah, the birth rate is increasing, but this doesn't mean that millennials are suddenly crazy to start having a whole bunch of babies. It means the ones that wanted to have kids but decided to wait until things kind of steadied out in the whole world. 
mm-hmm. are now feeling secure enough that they think now's the time to actually have that kid they've been thinking about. At the same time, people who wanted to have kids and were just getting to the point where they wanted to have kids are at that point now. And so it looks like a bigger increase than what it is. Oh, okay. So they're, she's saying that let's take a step back and make sure because, you know, at, Things are just catching up after all these people who are delaying having kids are, are now getting started on it. So they're, uh, they're concerned about that. They say, uh, according to this Brookings research, they're a nonprofit tank, uh, think tank dating back to 1916. Hmm. They found that births in the U.S. are unlikely to rebound, which backs this woman up. This is a total fertility rate and a number of live births a woman's expecting to have over her lifetime fell to from 2.12 in 2007 to 1.64 in 2020. So that's below the 2.1 replacement fertility rate needed for the population to replace itself. So this... We'll, we we are going to see a smaller population, I think, from is what uh, they're they're trying to say, despite the short term good news. So. Well, uh, yeah, I was thinking like kids. Uh, okay, not I don't want to say kids because that doesn't tell you what age I'm thinking of. But like, <laughs> I know, you know at back our in age, day, anyone under thirty is a kid at this point. Well, kind of yes. Back in the day, you know, people get married and have children and a family pretty young. That was just, that's what they did. Yeah. And then, you know, and then fast forward to, you know, it seems like when you and I were first getting jobs and I don't know, college in the late eighties, the beginning of the nineties, that it was work and then plan kind of maybe, or I don't know, or not even think about it yet or that's, but I'm, I'm also an old mom. And I got married at thirty. At thirty, right. but um, but um, but then I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is, people who were planning, probably like before COVID, you know, yeah, maybe they, they did and off. maybe they didn't, and if they held, you know, or like COVID, if might have I would have thought brought a lot of people together because you're not leaving, you're not going out and doing stuff anywhere, you're stuck at home. Oh. So people are having babies. It, that's what I thought that I read somewhere, but I, maybe not. But uh, well, it looks like the. the but anyway, it may, or maybe the, people are being really responsible and planning longer, and and planning whether they're, you know, I think whether I think they're young or 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 not, and maybe they're just planning better. But I don't know if the, China would be excited because remember one time in China, probably more than once, they they were trying to make some rule about you. You could only have one kid. Oh yeah, the one kid rule. That Remember? was that was the law in China for a long yeah. time. It is it is yeah. eased up, so that's a good thing because there turns out that uh, when you put a rule like that in, the culture who wants their name to continue uh, really focuses on having boys. And sometimes girls would get born, and then no one would hear about them again, and then a boy would get born, and it was still a one-child household. So that's awful. That that's also. Awful. That also makes for a very uneven next generation because you've got a mm-hmm. lot more guys out there and a lot mm-hmm. fewer women for uh, you know, for marriages to happen and kids to happen. So yeah, China eased up on that. Yeah. And I guess if it comes to it, the people that 
are trying real hard to have babies and maybe having some trouble have got another new tool that is just proven itself. The first babies that were conceived with a sperm injecting robot have been born. Okay. This comes <laughs> from Barcelona. Yeah, this comes from uh, Barcelona, and the engineers packed up their robot last spring and sent it to New York, where that followed a a clinic called the New Hope Fertility Center, and they put it back together. It's got a microscope, a mechanized needle, a tiny petri dish, and a laptop, and. Okay. It works. All that. It works kind of like uh, in vitro fertilization always works. You've got the you've got sperm, you've got the egg. It's got to get you know, one to the other. But it, I love the way they put this. Then one of the engineers with no real experience in fertility medicine used a Sony PlayStation Five controller to position a robotic needle. Needle. Yep. He Why was, needle? Ah. He was. He had a, a human egg eyed through the camera. He. Got things in, got the needle in position. At that point, it moved forward on its own, penetrating the egg, dropping off a single sperm cell, and then withdrew. Job done. It was used to fertilize more than a dozen eggs in that same procedure, and they say the results were healthy embryos and now two baby girls who they say are the first people born after a fertilization by a robot. I was going to say it's called a turkey baster, but if you're going to get really ticky and exact, sure, use a needle. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> right. I mean, congrats! Congrats if they, if if it's people who were having trouble or that's see, amazing. Yeah. Now, see, here's here's the follow up to this and why it's and it's even more of a story because <laughs> yeah. invertible uh, fertilization uh, fertilization labs are multi-million dollar operations it's cost a lot uh to get that process a pregnancy put together that way and it's not guaranteed things can go wrong in a lot of ways and it's just expensive it's out of the reach for a lot of people this way is a lot cheaper as it turns out Oh, wow. And that's one of the things that they are shooting for to make this uh, happen. And they, they would like to completely automate it at some point. So they're trying to uh, work on applications for patents for all of this just to make it simpler and easier and cheaper. They say there's about half a million kids that are born through IVF globally each year. But most people who need it and need help having kids just don't have access to fertility medicine or they can't pay for it because it costs so much. So this is a great step in getting people who really want to have kids to be able to have kids, which I I think is just great. Now, the next step is to to make it easy for people who don't want to have kids to not have kids and get things balanced out that way. And that will help things it will do nothing but help so i I like this exactly i am glad for it i am glad for music fest which is coming up is it's weekend next next weekend, weekend. yeah i next, know wow, yeah it cinco is de mayo down on us yeah oh well, yeah. yeah by all means put the mayonnaise in the sink and uh what? we have <laughs> cinco de mayo you have mayonnaise in the sink mayo in the uh, sink yeah. okay yeah all right, fine anyway Three day passes, a pair of those coming up in just a bit. Also, dumbasses on the way. Uh, Some highlights obeying traffic laws sometimes means not stopping. Also, how to end your marriage in 48 hours with one simple trick. 
few others too. Ooh. Dumbasses on the way. This is Drake Digital. All right, so here we are. It continues to be Wednesday, unless you're hearing this on some other day, in which case it continues to be that day, unless you're listening <laughs> uh, close to midnight, in which case it might turn into another day. Just any <laughs> second now, you never know. Keep your eye on the clock. It's good to know these things, I think. <laughs> I guess. I'm sure. We've still got some Music Fest passes to give away. Those will be coming up in a bit. But right now, some of the highlights of the world of dumbassery, which is a never-ending source of joy. Cindy Stardust. Uh, Cindy. <laughs> Fuck me to death. It's sideways. fine. It's God. fine. It's <laughs> sideways. Never source... Never-ending source of joy. Sydney, start us off. This is actually out of Memphis. Oh, good. If, Local boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you work somewhere, would you consider stealing from that place? I, I would be planning it from day one. I mean, some people do, I guess. Got to figure out and where they keep the good, uh, good styrofoam cups, where they keep the coffee and the creamer and just... See how you can I mean, get a little bit of that paper, every day. Yeah, and when the toilet, toilet paper was right, marked right, up yeah. during COVID, sure. I mean, you know, people probably took it home. Well, not this guy. He decided at a Dick's Sporting Goods store, uh, he decided to try to, and I think I'm getting this from the story, that he would steal items and then return them and keep the money. Ah, so I see. All he right. did that for a, a good year uh, and <laughs> stole over $73,000. Uh, I won't say his name, but he's 53 and he just thought it would be a good old idea to steal from his employer. And yeah, the uh, loss prevention manager told the police that he was seen on the store surveillance cameras conducting the fraudulent returns. So they, uh, the cops provided a six person lineup to the loss prevention manager and then he identified the dude as the person responsible for the fraudulent returns. Well, I guess he it, knew really, him, though, You're going to steal from where you work and then, like, say that you bought something and, oh, this doesn't fit and return it for the money and you think you're going to get away with it? You're dumb. <laughs> Alan. Yeah, they're they're going to pick up on that. Uh, so, they're, yeah. they're also, I don't know how people think they're going to get away with this. They, they're also going to notice if there's a gun in your luggage. If you go to a country where you're not allowed to have guns in your luggage. Now, right. In the, if you're flying domestically in the U.S. and you have a firearm, you are entitled to, you have the right to ship that with you. You can't bring it on board, but right. you can pack it in your luggage. You can declare that it's there. And you know, if you do that, they keep really good track of where your luggage is. They don't lose, yeah. a, they don't lose luggage that they know has a firearm in it, right. turns right. out. But this woman in Sydney who is apparently a James Bond fan had thought it was a good idea to bring her gun to vacation. It's a pistol. It's coated in 24 karat gold plating. Okay. So she's the, the tourist <laughs> with the golden gun. She uh, gold showed up over the weekend. Yeah. She did not have a permit to import or possess a firearm in Australia. It's a whole different country. Turns out the U.S. Constitution doesn't apply there. And so... She was, <laughs> was Australia. Yeah, she was arrested for that. She wasn't identified. She appeared before a local court the next day. She received bail. Her visa status and how long she's going to be able to stay in Australia, the court's going to get to determine that. No word on what if she was there really just as a tourist or if it was some business thing where she'd have to be there for weeks or months at a time. But she thought it would be just fine to bring her golden gun with her to Australia to a country that 
has had huge gun restrictions for about 20, 30 years now. So, no, you got to look these things up. I mean, it's Australia. They speak English after a fashion, and so <laughs> you don't have to learn that. But they, other countries tend to have different laws. Look into that. Yeah, you might want to. A gold-plated gun? I want yes. to Why? And what happens when it gets all worn? It's just, what a waste. Plated again? I mean, that, it's got to be. That, that does seem like a James Bond thing. It, it really um, does, yeah. Sometimes there's a four-way stop, and sometimes there's a two-way stop, and sometimes I guess there's not a stop at all if it's in a neighborhood, but you have to really be responsible and look both ways if you're crossing and all that, whether there's going to be a car or a dog or a kid or a person. Sure. Um, not that a kid is not a person, but you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, it, 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 I, I don't know what it says about me that I didn't quite catch that. Yes, you listed those as two separate things. Yeah. However, in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, this guy named Cameron, who is 64, didn't really, or either he didn't care or he thought he was doing the right thing. He came up to an intersection and he stopped. Well, it was a two-way stop, but his way wasn't the oh, stop sign way. Okay. So he stopped anyway, and the police were somewhere nearby and saw him, and I guess thought, okay, well, who is going to stop not at a stop sign, at a non-stop sign? Who's going to not pay attention to that? Somebody who's dumb or somebody who's on something. So they pulled him over. He was slurring his words. He, oh, his eyes were bloodshot. He had droopy eyelids. He showed signs of impairment during a sobriety test. They found, then they started searching him. They find a half ounce of meth in his sock and a bag of crack in his pants pocket. Whoopsie. An, and a crack pipe in his pants pocket. Um, he was like, man, I don't, know, I don't know how that got in my sock. And these are my pants. <laughs> That's I found what he these said. pants. That's what he said. <laughs> That is what I he borrowed said. the socks and I found these pants. Uh, exactly. And he, <laughs> that, he probably thought sure he was got free. I'm sure yeah, that yeah, worked. Yeah. Yes. After and also refusing a blood test uh, when they took him wherever they took him. So anyway, yes, he was, of course was taken into custody. Possession with intent, possession of a controlled substance, mm. DUI and DUI second offense, along with several summary traffic offenses. Uh, I guess his bail is $75,000 and he's an idiot. If you're going to be that dumb, well, first of all, do your stuff and stay put. Don't drive on drugs. And if you do, uh, obey the traffic sign that's not there. <laughs> that's right. That okay. means you don't have to stop. Exactly. <laughs> it turns out that's suspicious. And don't drive on a suspended license. I just found that out, too. Yeah. You just found that out? Have you been driving on a suspended license? No, I just, no, the, this man was. Oh, he, oh, he <laughs> was. Man okay. Was. <laughs> okay. No. I, I thought that would be something you would know. Okay, just checking. <laughs> Just yeah. making sure. I'm I'm good, Wesley. All right. All right. What's this, what's your other one? This next headline that I've got is how to destroy your twelve year old marriage with a with one horrible trick. Oh. <sighs> not yeah. a marriage to a twelve year old. No, no, a, You've a been 12 married year, for twelve a, years. You've been married okay. for twelve years I'm, and I'm this, like this guy <laughs> who destroyed it quickly by ordering a DNA test for his middle kid because he thought that that kid looked nothing like him. He's 37 years old. He's been married for 12 years, and he has three kids with his wife, but thinks the middle one might not have been his because it didn't share family features. So he bought a paternity kit to test his son 
his wife said, you're being ridiculous. And yeah. he said, well, you should have a problem with it if you have nothing to hide. And I mean, she, sure. And she yeah. showed him a picture of her grandfather and says, look, this is my grandfather. Look, he's the same here. He's the same there. He just got more of my, my side of the family's genes is all. Well, he wouldn't buy it. And he said that oh, he always God. had this nagging feeling that this kid wasn't his. He, he was sure the oldest one and the youngest one were because they looked just like him. I guess that means that they didn't look like his wife, but she I mean, didn't have any problem an with it. Yeah, yeah, uh, right. So, so he decided to, put, to get a paternity test, put his mind at ease is what he wanted. Uh, his wife was really upset. She, he says, cheating has always been a deal breaker for her, but I saw that as just more one, one more reason to get this done. So the results come in. He, you know, he had his kid tested, got some saliva from him or whatever, sent it in, mm-hmm. got the results, and yep, he is the child's biological father. There and he you says, go. Okay, everything's fine. I've got my peace of mind. I know he's you didn't cheat. We're all good. Except no. Because this whole thing just pissed the wife off to no end as it should. Yes. And she took the kids and left for a couple of days and then uh, came back and, after she'd calmed down and said that she's getting a divorce. Because he doesn't I, obviously I trust her. Don't She thinks her. poorly of her character to think that she would pass off another man's child as his. Right. And so she's gone. His kids are all mad at him. His kids are not talking to him. His wife is ready to divorce him because of a paternity test. And so he decided, I don't know what to do at this point. Let's, let's ask the internet. The internet's reaction can be summed up by this one user who says, he keeps saying that my wife is divorcing me over a paternity test, but she isn't. She's divorcing him over treating one of his kids abhorrently and distrusting her and generally being a crappy partner. Exactly. And she's, they're right. She's right. He's a dumbass and it has cost him and maybe he'll learn something from this. I don't know. What an idiot. No, kidding. I I mean... I mean, my my kid looks looks exactly like my husband, his dad. Yeah. But but sometimes he's gone through phases where he looked like me. When he was born, he had jaundice, and we're like, "Why is this kid so tan? Who have you been with? Wait, <laughs> he's yours, man." But you know what Trust I mean? Me like that's just how that's so. Oh. I'm so sad for her that she I, married I somebody and, like that after all this time they've been together, and then he pulls this crap. And, and the kids, God, yeah. God. Wow. He's got a guilty conscience if he thinks. Anyway, so I've got one more. Um, A lot of, you know, uh, there are a lot of drug stings that go on in different cities and different states. And uh, California, gosh, I don't even know. No telling how many happened there. But this is in Riverside County. The Sheriff's Department did uh, a drug sting. They they sold some meth to a suspected drug trafficker. Um, and this was, they met with him, I guess, uh, about a week ago, the suspect wanted to buy about 60 pounds. And after the transaction, they, he drove away and they, they, well, I think they were going to maybe supposedly, I don't know if they're supposed to be catching him at that point. Or if they're going to be following him so they could catch other people that he sold it to, but he got, he, he they, got it exactly <laughs> he got in his car and they tried to stop him and they couldn't they they chased him he took off speeding 
disregard for public safety. Sure. It's not even how much meth was actually sold to the suspect or exactly where in the county the botched operation occurred. Police say no further details will be released at this time. The suspect is still out there. So. <laughs> I know. They, exactly. So I don't know what to police say. police get meth, evidence room, I guess, and get I, it to this guy in a sting operation, and then he just kind of slips away with it. I'll be in exactly. touch. Thanks. Bye. And that's, it's, there's it's a very lot of poorly that. written, and that's exactly all that it says. I mean, it's like <laughs> botched operation. Oh, no. uh, deputies resulted in more drugs on the streets, not less. Oh, yeah. no. That's all. Hey, California. Oh, okay. Oh, well. my God. So that's not right. funny, but it's, it's, it, it's it, just crazy. It's unbelievable. It, 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 <laughs> You've got to plan these things better. Maybe have some more people there ready to stop them from getting away. Hello? Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Hello. It's a hard job, I guess. But Oh, definitely. Sheesh. All right. But I mean... <laughs> Okay, go ahead. We have music fest tickets, and that's yes. going to wrap things up for us. I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's going to wrap things up for us. So, uh, text us again. The uh, text number at eight seven eight nine four two zero. That's how you yep. get in touch with us. The mail at drakehallmemphis dot com works too. If you have something particularly long you ever want to tell us, we do check that as well. But oh yeah, we check contest, that. But yeah. But for this contest, it's all the text line. So text us. And again, tell us the act you most want to see for Music Fest this year. It's coming up this uh, next weekend. And yeah. you could be there. So text in the first text that uh, Sid receives that has a band that's playing this uh, weekend that you want to see. That's uh, that's going to be the winner for it. Yeah, yeah. Congrats to Nick and Henry. They won yesterday. This is a pair of three-day passes. We're not going to make you go by yourself. Lots of people want to see lots of bands. I mean, I had Los Lobos and Robert Plant and Allison Krauss and 311 and the Struts, and the list goes on. It's a, yeah, wonderful lineup this year. And while you're at it, if you have a legal question for Lawyer Bill, he'll be oh, yeah. here tomorrow. So text anytime between now and tomorrow morning, 730 for Lawyer Bill. The number again, 878-9420. And if we're all lucky, Drake will be here tomorrow, too, to join with us because that's just the way it should be since it's Drake Digital and not Wes and Sid Digital. It yeah, we didn't do anything different. to him. So. No, we, we, we didn't. Yeah, <laughs> In case but, you're wondering. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's right. invited back. He's invited back. Whenever oh. he wants to show up, we'll move, uh, move, and give him space. So there we go. There you go. So that's coming. Have a great time. This is Drake Digital.